From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Hey listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at Three Falls Brand. Again, Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and today we have a super stacked show for you. We got Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk all about this past Monday Night Raw. We are going back in time like we do every Wednesday and talking about a little ECW action when we dive deep into the first two episodes of 1998. And we got a lot of wrestling news and notes to talk about. But before we get into the show, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm talking about United States, Mexico, Canada, Brazil, Spain, Russia, Germany, Ireland, Jamaica, Australia, Ecuador. The list goes on and on and on, and I can't thank you guys enough. Without you, there is no me. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Follow us on TikTok at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeloreanPod. And make sure you keep your eyes out, because coming soon, we're going to have the official Wrestling DeLorean Twitch stream. We're going to have everything from watch-alongs, watch parties, live streams, and a whole lot of fun. So make sure you join the community. You want to be a part of that Twitch stream because it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Anyway, like I said, we have a super stacked show. Rest in peace once again to Sky Hall. We got AEW tonight. We're talking all about it. So let's cut the chit-chat. Let's cut the beat. Let's talk about this super stacked show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today we have a super stacked show for you, but before we get into that, I want to thank all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. Thank you for pulling up and checking out the podcast today. Thank you for downloading and all that good shit. I appreciate you guys. Like I said in the intro, stay tuned because we're going to be having a new platform. We're going to be giving back to the fans. We're going to allow you to interact with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast as we are going to be embarking on a new journey very soon here. 
we're going to be embarking on the Twitch journey. Now, I know, I know I am late to Twitch. I got my boy Yatusabe on Twitch. I got my boy Cash This Fade on Twitch. People who actually pulled up and joined the podcast before they were on the WrestleMania 17 watch along. And, you know, they, they are doing big things on Twitch. And they inspired me because I, I'm a big fan of their Twitch streams. And I'm like, yo, I want to do this shit too. Now, maybe I'm not the best gamer. You know what I mean? By the way, shout out to WWE 2K22. That game is crispy. That game is fucking nice. I love that game so far. Anyway, I'm not the best gamer. But what could I bring of value to Twitch? What can I bring? And voila. There's only two things I'm good at in this world. It's watching wrestling and talking wrestling. And boy, can I talk wrestling. So I will be bringing maybe not the same Wrestling DeLorean podcast that you hear every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to Twitch. I will have new exclusive content. For the Twitch streams. I will have weekly roundups for the Twitch streams. I will have watch-alongs where you can watch along with us, interact, and we can have a beautiful watch party for whatever show we decide to watch. And it's all about gaining a bigger, brighter, broader community with the intentions of having you guys interact with me while I'm doing the show. How cool would that be? Live questions, boom. If I'm doing the show and you fucking think I suck, be like, yo, you fucking up right now, Nero. You fucking up. You could give me anything. You could be like, yo, what's your thoughts on this, Nero? I'll be like, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Right, let me talk about that. I haven't talked about that all day. You know what I mean? I could, I could, it's going to be dope. That that's, that's the main thing. It's going to be dope. So stay tuned because we're going to have a lot more information about the Twitch stream coming soon. Shout out to my boy Yatusabe. Shout out to my boy Cash This Fade. They're going to be helping me create that. They're going to be helping me put that shit together. So check out their Twitch streams, yo. Check out Yatusabe. He, he plays Dead by Daylight. Shit's fucking awesome. Check out Cash This Fade. He plays NBA 2K, WWE 2K. That's the homie. They're both the homies. I love them. Uh, check out my boy Eddie Niggs with his YouTube page. Yo, I'm telling you, my team, everyone in my team is talented as fuck. Everybody. Because when we're not twitching and fucking streaming and, and fucking YouTubing and watching wrestling and podcasting, we also got a fucking rap group. I got a lot of people there complimenting the, um, the outro song. Yes, for those asking, the outro song is us. The first verse on the outro song is me. So yes, we rap. We are very talented. Everybody in my team is talented. So check us out. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw from this past Monday was a very good episode. A lot of things stood out to me on this Monday Night Raw. It's starting to finally feel like we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. I didn't get that feeling the last couple weeks. And I've been saying that this road to WrestleMania has been feeling kind of dull. Does it feel like you're on the road to WrestleMania? This feels more like you're on the road to like backlash or some shit. But honestly, I'm starting to get that WrestleMania jitters. I'm starting to get that WrestleMania vibe. Now, yes, there's a lot of matches that I don't necessarily 
agree with, nor am I looking forward to, but I don't really mind it. Like, for example, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, I'm cool with it, whatever. Pat McAfee has some great matches with Adam Cole in NXT. He did amazing in that War Games that one year. So I think that, you know, he's definitely going to show out at WrestleMania. You could kind of miss me with The Miz and Logan Paul versus The Mysterios. You could kind of miss me with Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Fuck all that. But now that it's official that we're going to be seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania, I am hyped. The story of this Raw was Kevin Owens is hyped that he is going to be going face-to-face with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins, who does not have any plans for WrestleMania, decides that maybe he'll start his own talk show. He will then be the one to host Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens gets mad, and then it leads to the main event of this episode of Raw, which was a phenomenal main event. That saw Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. The winner gets the interaction with Stone Cold at WrestleMania. And Kevin Owens won, so Seth Rollins still has no plans for WrestleMania. Now, it's starting to really look like we will be getting Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania as Seth Rollins' opponent. And if that is the case, then I think that that's a really good matchup for Cody Rhodes to make his return to. Because you know Seth Rollins at WrestleMania is money. You know that he's going to have a great match. These guys had great chemistry before. I remember seeing Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins was in The Shield. This is like 2000. 12 2013 time and these two had great matches with each other a lot of good chemistry so i'm actually really hyped to see that if that is the plans and it's starting to look like it's the plans there's a lot of subtle hints a lot of a lot of lingo and words being used by the wwe that is alluding to cody rhodes making his return against seth rollins when seth rollins lost last night in the main event Corey graves said Seth Rollins' WrestleMania plans were dashed. Come on, dashing Cody Rhodes. Like, there was other lingo that was used. I don't want to read too much into it if it doesn't happen. But right now, it looks like it's official. We're going to be getting Cody Rhodes in the WWE. We're going to be getting Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins. Something else that stood out to me on this show was the intensity between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Last week, Bianca Belair did that hair whip onto Becky Lynch totally slicing and dicing Lynch. And Becky Lynch got her comeuppance on this episode where she crushed the throat of Bianca Belair with the chair by ramming her into the ring post. Now, I gotta say, this matchup, it's selling me. It's definitely selling me. You could feel the intensity. You could feel the hatred between these two women. I think that this is going to blow the roof off the place. I really think that Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch may be one of the matches that a lot of people are talking about come the day after WrestleMania, come the Raw after WrestleMania. It's definitely going to be something that people are going to remember, just like Becky Lynch, well, just like Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks was was for last year's WrestleMania. If this is indeed the main event of WrestleMania and they give these two women time, there is no excuse for these two women not to have an absolute amazing matchup. But something that I feel like is missing in a lot of these feuds, besides a few, is the absolute intensity, the rivalry. The Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch storyline now has that. I feel that intensity, and I like it. I like it. 
Now, maybe not to this extent, but it, it reminds me of the intensity that we're getting on the SmackDown side for the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns storyline. Another feud with lots of intensity. Lots of bitterness. Lots of hatred between these two people. And it seems like we're also going to be getting that for the Edge storyline against AJ Styles going into WrestleMania. Now, AJ Styles and Edge, they... Whether they were going to go with the heel turn of Edge or not, this would have been a great matchup. But I don't think you could have gone into this matchup face versus face. Let me give you an example why. AJ Styles, in my opinion, is one of the best wrestlers of all time. But AJ Styles doesn't really do well in face versus face matches. When AJ Styles was WWE Champion and went to WrestleMania, I believe, 34, or maybe it was 33, where it was him versus Shinsuke Nakamura, both as faces. Everybody expected a dream matchup. Everybody expected what they did at Wrestle Kingdom 10 in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But that's not what we got. We had a good matchup with very little story because both guys were faces. Now, I thought that we were going to get that same thing with Edge versus AJ Styles. Edge is the face. AJ Styles is a face. So I thought that we were probably going to get that. I am so excited that we're going to be getting a more demented, evil, heelish Edge because this leads to not only a great matchup, but a better story being told in the ring. Whether the roles were reversed, whether the roles stayed the same, Edge and AJ Styles is a dream match. Without a doubt. It's a dream match. It's a match that's going to tear the house down. But it just is going to be that much better that you have a clear villain and a clear hero in the matchup. It's the classic wrestling formula, people. It's the classic wrestling way. What better way to solidify who to go for, who not to go for, than to have the top heel versus the top babyface? You have two of the best wrestlers in the world. Two of the best wrestlers of all time. Easily could be on anybody's top 10 list. Easily. Going at it one-on-one for the first time ever at WrestleMania. Dream match. That's what WrestleMania is about. And that's why I'm starting to get the jitters. WrestleMania is about those huge matches. We haven't got that for a long time at WrestleMania. We didn't get that last year. WrestleMania was good. WrestleMania was really good. But we didn't have no match that really was a big, like, you know, this is, this is a match that deserves the platform and stage of WrestleMania. We didn't get that in the, the Performance Center WrestleMania. So it, it is nice that we're going to have this matchup on this show. And I'm excited for it, without a doubt. There's a lot going on. Like I said, there's some things that I'm not excited for. Like, fuck all the Logan Paul shit. Not really big on the Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville shit. Pat McAfee and Austin Theory is going to be okay. But there's a lot to uh, sink your teeth in on this card. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is going to be a war. Whatever goes down between Kevin Owens and Stone Cold is going to be talked about. If Cody Rhodes does re-debut or return and goes against Seth Rollins, that's going to be talked about. We're going to have Edge versus 
AJ Styles. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. That right there could have been a one-night mania. Like, if you think about it, fuck the two nights, fuck the filler matches, fuck the celebrity matches. If you had just those matches, if you had Kevin Owens, Stone Cold, AJ Styles versus Edge, Cody versus Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar title for title, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, and Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, and that was your WrestleMania card? You're talking about maybe one of the best WrestleMania cards in the last 10 years. But see, now that WrestleMania is two nights, you're going to have a lot of filler. You have about eight hours to kill. Eight hours. Because you know both nights are going to be probably around four hours. And that's where you get the celebrity matches. That's where you get the stupid segments. That's where you get the matches that people are going to be like, uh. Like, I miss the days where WrestleMania was just banger after banger after banger. We just sat down. Me and the team just sat down and did a watch along on this show of WrestleMania 17. TLC, Dudley's versus Hardy's versus Edge and Christian, Stone Cold versus The Rock, Undertaker versus Triple H, crazy fucking insane brawl between Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon, Eddie Guerrero versus Test, Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle, banger after banger after banger after banger, Chris Jericho versus William Regal, very little filler. WrestleMania has become a show where they try to reward everybody by getting everybody on that show. WrestleMania has become a show where everybody gets a spot on the show. And that's cool. It's a good reward for your roster to get everybody on the show. But by doing that, you have to expect now a lot of filler on the WrestleMania card. Where WrestleMania used to be held in high regards because it was the elite of the elite matches. It was the top stars. The top storylines coming to an end and culminating at WrestleMania. Now you're going to have the Battle Royals and the multi-person tag matches just to get everybody on that card. But I'm saying that this WrestleMania just feels a little different. This WrestleMania is the first time in a while where I'm willing to sit through the bullshit Because the shit that's good looks really good. So I'm really excited. Shout out to the WWE right now for bringing me back. Getting me hype. It's not often I'm hyped for the WWE. But I feel hyped right now. Anyway, when we come back from this commercial break, like we do every Wednesday... We're going to be getting a little extreme. We're going to be talking about ECW Hardcore TV from Japan. The January 3rd, 1998 episode. The very first episode of 1998. So stay tuned because there's a lot to talk about in the land of extreme. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. 
Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gates. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Easter flock. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, big day hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne. And I'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy, my gang member, Mike De Niro. And Mike, I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you, like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike, if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang, me, Nick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Delarain podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out the Delarain podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Delarain podcast. And remember... They do it three times a week. They ain't slacking. They're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK 
all fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man. Greetings and salutations. It's your man CD, the fallen angel, Christopher Gaines. Now, I'm not just a world-traveled professional wrestler and the man with the perfect shaped head to be bald for the rest of his life. I'm also the head of talent relations for All Elite Wrestling. And as such, I am not allowed to lie. It's in my contract. So when I tell you that Mike DeNiro and the Wrestling DeLorean podcast is available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you know I'm telling you the truth. Now, Mike talks about classic WWF, WCW, ECW, and TNA reviews, as well as doing modern news for AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and all the things that are happening in the world of professional wrestling today. So why don't you give it a listen and just remember that Christopher Daniels was the one that sent you. And uh, enjoy the podcast. Take care, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Like we do every Wednesday, we end the Wrestling DeLorean podcast a little extreme. We're going to be talking today about ECW Hardcore TV, the first two episodes of 1998. ECW had an incredible 1997, including them getting on pay-per-view for the first time ever. Not only getting on pay-per-view, but having three pay-per-views in total, three amazing pay-per-views, and a lot, a lot, a lot of history being made. They are rolling into 1998 trying to keep the momentum strong. And we're starting out hot. Because on the January 3rd episode from 1998, we're live from Tokyo, Japan. Along with FMW, ECW took over the land of the rising sun. And then the week later, January 10th, which we'll also be talking about, ECW is back in New York City, the madhouse of extreme, the world famous Elks Lodge, for a huge... A huge eight-man tag match where it will be pitting Team WWF versus Team ECW in the main event. It is going to be Taz teaming up with Al Snow with Head. Teaming up with Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman to be going against Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and two guys that we talk about a lot on this podcast lately on the Classics. Philophon and Doug Furness representing Team WWF. This is a super stacked show. We have a super stacked episode of Hardcore TV here. And we're going to be talking all about it right now. So let's get a little extreme and let's end this Wednesday episode of Wrestling DeLorean Podcast off the right way. Alright, let's get into it. ECW Hardcore TV, January 3rd, 1998 from Tokyo, Japan. Joey Styles welcomes us to the show and talks about the relationship between ECW and FMW as we see a video of Paul Heyman and Onita coming together. The the legendary god of hardcore in Japan. Atsushi Onita. A man who's still going strong. A man who just had a fucking... Crazy-ass exploding ring time bomb death match against Matt Tremont last year. A man who originated the style that we see and love in ECW. Anyway, we cut to Bill Alfonso and Sabu cutting a promo on the Sandman because tonight in Japan it will be Sabu versus the Sandman. 
Sandman cuts a promo on Sabu and talks about how Sabu hurt him more than anyone has ever hurt him before, and that's why he loves fighting him. We got a lot of past footage of ECW in Japan. We also have Tommy Dreamer coming to Japan because of the request of Terry Funk. Terry Funk wanted him to come on this tour with him. I guess Terry Funk is out of retirement for the 18th time. But anyway, Terry Funk wants Tommy Dreamer to come on this tour of Japan. Dreamer wasn't supposed to go. He says that he has something to tell him, something that means a lot to him. Terry Funk told Tommy Dreamer that the secret of life is always believing in what you're doing and always have passion for what you do. So Tommy Dreamer said that he learned the most important lesson of his life, and that's you got to have heart. Joy Styles says that there's a little bit of a delay on the in-ring action because of an exploding ring death match between Masato Tanaka and Wayne Katamura. And we got a couple highlights that from that matchup. That matchup was absolutely insane. Exploding rings, no, no rope barbed wire, exploding death match. Only the type of action that FMW could bring you, the type of action that made FMW famous. Nobody does exploding rings like FMW. AEW tried, failed. XPW tried a couple times. It was okay. But in Japan, you, you got to give it to FMW. They made those exploding ring death matches a work of art. It was theatrical. It was amazing. But anyway, we then see highlights of Mike Awesome versus Tommy Dreamer. We see highlights of the Wayne Katamura versus Masato Tanaka no rope exploding death match. We then get highlights of Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk, and Masato Tanaka versus the Dullies and Mike Awesome. Just matches from the ECW, uh, FMW, Japan Tour. We then get our main event. It is the Sandman versus Sabu. And this was a good matchup. It was a wild brawl, like expected. I do say that their matchup from the November to Remember pay-per-view was a tad bit better. There was a couple sloppy spots here, but it is the Sab- it was the Sandman versus the Sabu, so you can't really expect much more than what we got. No disrespect. I love both guys. But the honest truth is you got to, you know, you're not going into this expecting a Matt Classic. But it was just little things like, you know, for example, those those Japanese tables are so hard to break. I don't know if people who watch my show are familiar with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but every time one of those thick-ass little tables comes out, those shits look like they're like 10 inches thick. And don't fucking break. And Sabu and the Sandman were victims of that. Because Sabu had a couple moves where he does outside dives onto Sandman. Onto a table, but the table doesn't break. So I think that kind of took away from the match a little bit. By the way, what didn't take away from the match was the atmosphere of this matchup. Taking place in the world famous Karukin Hall. If you don't know about Karukin Hall, it is one of the more infamous arenas in Japan. New Japan tours there a lot. A lot of historic New Japan shows there. A lot of historic Noah shows there. A lot of historic All Japan shows there. And FMW shows there. So, really cool to see them bring their ECW style to Kurikan Hall. In the end, Sabu wins this matchup. And then we end the show off with breaking news that the great Sasuke, the great junior heavyweight champion of FMW and of Japan, will be returning to ECW for revenge on Just Incredible. If you remember a couple weeks back, Just Incredible got a very huge upset victory over the huge star of great Sasuke. He's going to be returning to ECW very soon. Let's get into the January 10th, 1998 episode of ECW Hardcore TV. 
live from the madhouse of Extreme, one of the famous ECW arenas, the famous Elks Lodge in Queens, New York, right off of Northern Boulevard in Queens, New York. We got the great Sasuke versus Tiger Mask, two Japanese legends. Really awesome to see here. During the matchup, Jason and Justin Credible come out. Both Tiger Mask and Sasuke dive onto Justin Credible and Jason. Sasuke wins with a razor's edge, which made me think, once again, rest in peace to Scott Hall. Really, really ironic that a day after Scott Hall passes away, I'm watching ECW. And in a match that I didn't think would remind me of Scott Hall in any way, with the great Sasuke versus Tiger Mask, the great Sasuke pulls out a razor's edge. You can't make this thing up, you know. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. We then get highlights from the night, including a ECW tag team title match between Lance Storm and Chris Candido versus FBI versus Balls and Axel. We got a promo from New Jack saying that New Jack and Spike Dudley will take out the, the Dudley boys tonight. And then we got highlights of that match where the Dudleys and New Jack and Spike are brawling all over the Elks Lodge. Bubba tosses Spike Dudley off of a stage onto all the chairs. Shit look vicious. New Jack and Devon are brawling in the ring. There is tons of blood in this one. Big Dick Dudley takes out Spike Dudley so Bubba and Devon could double team New Jack in the ring. The Dudley boys win when they hit the 3D on New Jack. John Cronus comes out and evens the odds it is three on three. And that's how the show begins. We're like 25 minutes into this 45 minute episode of ECW Hardcore TV and the show begins after this. So I'm only expecting craziness after this, so I'm hype. We get Brackus versus Paul Diamond. Brackus is the bodyguard sent from the WWE for Lance Wright. He has his first matchup. He goes against the legendary Paul Diamond. Brackus wins with one move, the full Nelson. The crowd's chanting that they want Taz. Taz has been calling out Brackus. He wants a shot at Brackus. Brackus and Lance Wright bury Paul Diamond under the WWF flag. Taz comes out. Referee Judge Jeff Jones gets in between Taz while Brackus and Lance Wright dip. He tells Taz, you better back up before I do something I don't want to do. Then Jeff Jones grows a set of balls, gets tough, and slaps Taz. Bad move. Taz murders Jones with a huge T-bone Taz plex, landing him right on his fucking head. Insane. Taz then goes face-to-face with Brackus. Sabu comes out and attacks Taz before Taz can make a move. Sabu and RVD jump Taz. It is now a two-on-one mugging. This leads to the Sandman coming out making the save. But then we got Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Like I said, two guys who I've been talking about a lot here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast because they're very prominent right now in the old WWF reviews I'm talking about on Mondays. And here on WCW here on Wednesdays, they come out and they join the fray and they help Sabu and RVD attack the Sandman. Then Tommy Dreamer comes out, as does the ever-popular Al Snow with Head. Dreamer gets on the mic. He says that he wants an eight-man tag match, an eight-man war tonight. So he challenges the opposition, Team WWF, if you will, to a war. Taz gets on the mic and says he ain't a part of nobody's team. He says that if this matchup goes on tonight, if he wants to be their partner, if he decides to be their partner, he'll be here. But if not, fuck you guys. And that's not me just saying that. That's exactly what Taz said. Fuck you guys. But LaFonso accepts the challenge. And on behalf of the WWF, we have Team WWF versus Team ECW 
it is going to be in the main event. Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, Al Snow, and possibly Taz versus Sabu, RVD, Furnace, and LaFon. That should be amazing. But first, it is announced that the next ECW pay-per-view is going to be Living Dangerously 1998 on March 1st. And it is also announced that Time Warner Cable is picking up the ECW pay-per-views. This is huge because Time Warner Cable is the number one cable provider in the United States. And that shows that ECW is becoming more and more popular thanks to the support of the ECW faithful, the fans. They got ECW to be covered by Time Warner Cable. That is huge news. March 1st, when that show goes down, March 1st, 1998, you know it will be talked about here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We then got a clip, a random clip, of the uh, match between New Jack and Spike Dudley versus the Dudley Boys in Indiana, where New Jack hit a huge 20-foot dive onto Devon through a table. And now it's time for the main event. Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, Al Snow, and Taz, who does decide to join ECW, Team ECW, to go against Sabu, RVD, Phil LaFon, and Doug Furness. This was a war. Al Snow gets the victory for his team, though, after an amazing, amazing eight-man brawl that had everything from pure wrestling, high-flying action, hardcore wrestling, hardcore action, weapons, insanity, suplexes, dives, everything that you expect when you got a crazy-ass ECW brawl, a multi-man ECW war, ECW is so much fun. I always talk about it. ECW is the shit. ECW is way ahead of its time because there's shit that I see on AEW nowadays, there's shit that I see on WWE, GCW, where it was innovated in ECW. So this is fun to watch every week. Right now we're on the bill to Living Dangerously 1998. Al Snow looks to be the number one contender for the franchise Shane Douglas's ECW champion. But we got a couple months to go before we get to that point. So we'll see what happens here in the land of extreme. So make sure you tune in every Wednesday for more ECW action here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I hope everyone has a great day. Make sure you check out AEW tonight on TBS, 8 o'clock Eastern. Should be a phenomenal, phenomenal show. We had the debut of Jeff Hardy last week. Should be really cool. And we'll be talking all about AEW on Friday's episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So you don't want to miss out on that. Tune in on Friday. Check us out. Stay tuned on the social medias of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. For more information on the Twitch stream that's going to be starting up next week, we got a lot of cool shit coming to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, and it's all thanks to you guys. So thank you to my fans from all over the world. All my Wrestling DeLorean passengers, I salute you guys. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Stay safe, stay positive, stay strong, one love, and let's take us out with a little bit. Lords of Gotham, yes, me and my rap group, we're going to end the show off right. Love you guys. Tough in the hood till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who can fuck with the Nero? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bash shit like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray.
Straight to Olive, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catch a nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing them something. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal I Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take your business to the next level. Shopify is the commerce platform that makes it easy to show up and sell exactly the way you want to. No need to code or design. Sign up for your $1 per month trial period today. Visit shopify.com offer 23 to get started.